Hi guys, on this show we're looking at Innes, Fisher, Nunez, Atkinson, Cardellini, Lillard, Geller and Prince Jr. We're looking at 2002's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Hello everyone! That's right, we're back! It's your boys, John and Plenty, 100 Things We Learn From Film Podcast. I am, of course, Plenty, and I'm pissing all over Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh my god, I didn't see that, but... Uh, and I'm John, and I'm the scrappy-doo of this outfit. Okay, you scrappy little do that you are. It's been a few weeks, mate, how are you doing? I am alright. It's it's weird seeing your little uh, semi tanned face. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Yeah, it's good to be back. Sang somebody no, 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 no. Don't go there. We're there, John. We are less than ten episodes before hitting that century, oh, God. which we all know what that means for the people. Ooh. Oh, I'm so excited. We should probably be there about Christmas if we keep our shit together. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. we're fine. Christmas I think we're fine. Yeah, as long as we manage to fucking keep 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 the episodes coming and keep it tight. But uh, this week we are talking about wet. Uh, 2002's Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Now, if you are a patron and you give us a quid a month, as little as a quid a month, you can give more if you want. Please give more. Uh, if you give a quid a month, that's great. Give some fucking more. We like money. Uh, we want to spend it on some, <laughs> spend it on some fucking. I just, I want to just turn it into fucking like like pound notes. You remember that? Was there like a KLF ad? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, let's do that, but with like the, like I don't know, the sixty quid we've got <laughs> in the Patreon account. Um, yeah, let's do that. Uh, yeah, if you if if you if you up it, listeners, we'll uh, once we get to a hundred, we'll just burn it on video or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. It, that's what it'll be fucking worth by the time oh. we get to a hundred. Um, yeah. So patrons have picked this episode from a potential list. The list for those that that don't know, those that are listening and not patrons, the list was uh, this: the Adams family, that Barry Sonnenfeld Adams family that I had on VHS as a kid, Casper. And something else that I can't remember what it was. It's completely gone out of my head. Uh, but those were the uh, th- those were the, the the options that we had, and this one won. Oddly, I'm sure they did it to wind us up, man. They, they... No, they do. No, they absolutely do. They do it just to piss me off. But do you know what? Right, I've, I've got to be honest. So there'll be another one of these coming coming next month, as well as we've got hours upon hours of uh, me chatting shit with uh, friends and uh, of the podcast and and just general pals and other patrons uh talking about music talking about tv shows talking about films uh, loads of that stuff it's all available if you if you pledge a quid today you can have all that straight away in your own rsss feed um but right i've got to say john 2002 not the worst year for film did have we done any 2002 stuff we must have so if our lovely listeners would listen to bennett like beckham Oh, Joe! Yeah, yeah. he is having some banter with Joe. Yeah, oh, good stuff. That I learned loads there, especially about uh, about Kenyan Indians. Yeah, that was was a creator episode. uh, 
Yeah, it was a good episode. Was a lot of uh, they listen to that, they can hear it, but oh, the phone's from 2002. Okay, great. Yeah, you, you're giving nothing away, are you? No, <laughs> you're making you you, you're, you're making us, uh, you're getting us the stuff. <laughs> anyway, uh, of course, we're going to try and learn 100 things from this. John's watched it, I've watched it. And we'll see what we come up with. Now, before we start, John, I've got to say, this is aged pretty well, other than the CGI, which looks like oh, fucking yeah, yeah. Scooby yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> Scooby scrap. Crap. <laughs> uh, I like Ron Atkinson, and it was really good. That mm-hmm. I thought it was good. It was, absolute, it was absolute highlight. Mister Beanish. Yeah, I've I've watched a I've watched a lot of shit films this week, John. I've got to be honest. None really? for the podcast either. <laughs> yeah, I've watched some absolute fucking garbage, um, spoopy season related stuff. <laughs> Jesus. God. Anyway, we'll probably come to those as we go. So. I'll talk us through the film. Spoilers abound for a film that is 20 years old. 20 years old. God. Okay. We open and it's a Warner Brothers film. A yep. Warner Brothers film, the brothers Harry, Albert, Sam and Jack. Uh, the first Ooh. three were born uh, in Poland and uh, had Yiddish names, John. Yiddish names. Did you get a dictionary? I did, didn't have to get the dictionary out because I had this... Uh, I had this in an article that I'd read about these about these boys, um, Samuel Wasnell became Samuel Warner, Sam Warner, uh, Hiraz Wasnell, Harry Warner, and Aaron Wasnell uh, became Albert. But Jack was actually born in Ontario, Mate. so just Jack, just Jack, two thousand. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, famous films from the start of their films, I think uh, the Rin Tin Tin movies of the twenties. Uh, I mean, th- that dog's been dead 90 years, John. 90. I, I, I can't bear to think about it. <laughs> you keep talking about these dead animals, man. It makes me... I do, I do. <laughs> um, Al Jolson's 1927, The Jazz Singer. Woofed. Uh Captain Blood with Errol Flynn from 1935. And, right... You probably don't recognise it, but the Warner Brothers TV logo, which is mm-hmm. kind of like a W, but made up of like little lines and a, and a, and a circle, uh-huh. um, was designed by the great Saul Bass, who did the posters for most of the best Hitchcock films. All right, okay. That's that is that's that a good that's a good emblem though. I do. I've always had a, a thing for the Warner Brothers emblem because a lot of things I used to watch when I was younger were Warner Brothers, like uh, all the Looney Tunes stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, Animaniacs. I love Animaniacs. I've always, I just something about that is really kind of fourth wall breaking, and I've always been into that. I don't know. Anyway. No. Thank you, Nibreen. Yeah. Oh, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. It also apparently tells us it's a mystery ink film, and I was like, yawn already. Like, what does that mean to kids in like two thousand and two? It means nothing, and nothing. it means nothing yeah. to me today. Yeah, there was that mosaic media group. Have you heard of these people? I haven't, mate. No. Company? All I know is they were found in nineteen ninety by Charles Robin, Eric Gold, and Jimmy Miller. But other than that, I can't really find much on it. J- Jimmy Miller, I think he used to play for Man City. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, we open at Wow Toys, which looked exactly like Axis Chemicals from that 89 Aye. Batman. I've done it. Daphne's been kidnapped by the clown ghost bed out of The Simpsons. Yep. Uh, if you should die before you wake. Um, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of hijinks going on it. Now, look, this listeners, this, this film is one of those kind of hijinks, everything happening at once kind of thing. And I'm just going to go, 
hijinks happened and then we're going to move on, right? Because uh, <laughs> otherwise it'll be here all fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scooby and Shaggy hiding in a barrel. Um, Scooby's miming the ghost behind Shaggy. You know, classic Scooby-Doo type stuff. The stuff that we love Scooby-Doo as as kids. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. It, it works here. Like, Lilliard, and I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll get this out of the way now because I've, I've written it probably about four or five times. Lilliard is the best actor in the whole of this thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's great, isn't he? Oh, you know, and at no point does he say, I'll be right back! No, <laughs> no. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he does, he's got the voice down and all that. He's got the mannerisms yeah. down. He's got the sort of eating st- is stoner. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? And that's that's the whole point of of kind of of what what they were and he gets it and the voice is great casey case some kind of voice um and he's acting basically against a fucking tennis ball isn't he because that's all they do oh, yeah, they yeah. act against a fucking yeah, yeah. tennis ball with the eyes velma has a plan uh which fred basically ruins they've got this fire hose and a net this whole kind of like fucking mouse trap setup that they're gonna yeah. do um shaggy and scooby are careering around on a skateboard to some punk scar music because it's 2002, and Tony Hawk's games are still selling by the exactly. fucking shed load. Do oh, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Still grinding. Not, yeah. uh, not in the grinding kind of way now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they capture the ghost in some pile of toys, and the mystery machine arrives, driven by who, John? Oh, God. Spamal Anderson. Yeah, right. Because 20 years <laughs> ago... She wasn't even blowing anybody in that truck as well, so... <laughs> 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 Still look banging though. Oh yeah, she's yeah. she's fifty five now. Is she? I yeah, I was looking okay. that up just to double check, but she's fifty five right now. Okay. All these fans turn up. These news reporters turn up. They ask Fred how he did it, and he says teamwork. He has an amazing amount of teamwork, which is going okay. Um, it was his plan. Uh, he takes the mask off the Phantom, and it's Old Man Smithers, John, the God janitor. Says. Yeah, he's got a he's got a fandom page as well. Oh, has he really? Right, yeah, yeah, okay. There's a thing, and uh, he's got a fan page. Right. I, I hope you're sat down. I know you sat down. I can see that you sat down. Right. Ready. Old Man Smithers, John. This actor plays Old mm. Man Smithers. Uh, I've written Hope here. His surname was Hope. Um, was born in 1958, which means at the time of uh, at the time of release of this one, uh, sorry, 1956, time of the release of this one, he was 46 years old, John. Right. How does that make you feel? Jesus, that makes me feel like old man Smithers. Yeah, you are old man Watson. Is (laughs) is what it is. So fucking hell, that's like old, like these crazy kids, and they're old man. Yeah, rescue kids. He would have gotten away. Looked really old as well, didn't he? Well, yeah, his his helium suit that was the helium suit, (laughs) and his eyebrows are quite blatantly. They just put some talcum powder in. Aye, yeah. Just the uh, age of it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Outside, Mystery and Carol arguing. Daphne takes Velma's glasses, and we get the first of about seven hundred make glasses gags. Yeah. You yeah, know, her sure. just drop it like somebody takes her glasses off of her face, and instead of reaching out for them, she yeah. drops to the Can't ground to look yeah, for yeah. her glasses. I know. <sighs> anyway, her husband must be happy. If- Oh, no good in that road. Fair no good in that road. Just take your glasses as she drops to her knees. <laughs> Cut that back. <laughs> I'm not cutting that. It's staying in. Uh, uh, Shaggy tries to calm them down with this great analogy about those big sandwiches that they used to eat in the cartoons. 
that they're all a different kind of thing on the sandwiches. Uh, Velma says she's quitting and the rest of them say not before we quit. And they all explain. Shaggy explains to Scooby that friends don't quit and those two drive off together. So that will come back at the end of the movie. Okay. Um, We hear the Scooby Dooby Doo Where Are You song. Right. Uh Um, It's from the show of the same name. Scooby Doo Where Are You. Uh, Now. This is the Scooby Doo cartoon that I specifically mind from growing yeah, up. I don't know about that's you. Mine. Yeah, yeah, that was my one as well. But here's the thing: they made 41 episodes of Scooby Doo. Where are you? Right, what? 41. I must have seen every one of those episodes about 20 odd times in the 80s. Who did that? And I still yeah. couldn't guess who the bloody bad one no, was. At the end. Never. I don't. You never get to see the bad at the beginning. Have you ever seen the bad at the beginning? And it's not Columbo, John. I I don't mean it's... that. I mean. I mean, you don't get to see the character anywhere prominently, and the, you the do character. sometimes. You do sometimes. Like they wrote, like they'll always like the the old man Smithers of the amusement like park would get them in. I'm being terrorized by ghosts. Why the fuck would he do that? Unless it's an insurance scam or something. I never really. I assume there were always insurance scams. Now Sad, I'm an adult. Probably. I can't yeah. believe there's only one forty-one episodes. I felt as if I was watching that for Homer. Through my 20s, at least. Yeah, me too, me too. Just wait till I tell you about another Hanna-Barbera thing. It's going to blow you away, right? Um, This, of course, is where we get the shaggy we know, uh, Casey Kasem, uh, the the shaggy voice from the cartoons. He hosted the US Top 40 from 1970 to 2009. God, he was a a radio disc DJ, wasn't he? He was indeed, yeah. Now... I love that there's an outtake floating around the net. I've heard it a couple of times of him complaining that someone wants a, a dedication to a dead dog <laughs> on the charts. I, if I, if, listeners, if you're going to hear that next, if I can find a playable version of it, I'm going to splice it in here. Now we're up to our long distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. What is this fucking ponderous, man? Ponderous, fucking ponderous. I, I, I assume, right, that the number of singles that we've talked about on this that he and us must have some crossover. Like, he will have played and talked about a record that we've talked about in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I I know it's stupid. It's a stupid connection. But you love a connection sometimes, don't you? Well, God, I. I, Without a doubt. Now, my question here is, John, 
before before we move on because I've, I've I've missed a little bit here. Uh, my question here is how many how many films slash TV shows did Pamela Anderson star in in two thousand and two? Do you think? Other than this, she was in this and a number of others. How right. many? How many other properties was she in in two thousand and two? I'd say all in because when was Barb Wire? Oh, like ninety five. <laughs> oh fuck that then. Uh, yeah, she's done wee bits here and then everywhere. I'm just going to say, have you got the number? I have. Yeah, six. Two. She was in two other things, oh. right? Um, she was in an episode of King of the Hill. And the final series of her TV show, VIP. Oh my god! Well, now I haven't looked. I could. I could have gone deep into VIP. Hello, um, but I, I didn't. I seem to recall it was about her and some babes doing bodyguarding. Aye, like yeah, yeah. very important plastic tits or something. It was. Aye. I don't know what the joke was, but I did watch an alarming amount of that with my then girlfriend. And I'm going to put it down to the fact that not because I was a pervert, right? But I was, but also because like we're not in the golden age of TV that we're in now. Oh yeah. Back yeah. then, all we had to watch was VIP and James Khan in Las Vegas. Do you remember that? I yeah. With Fergie's husband in it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that when we um, what's his name? Uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the Blue Paradise or whatever. Blue. Uh, uh, yeah, Blue Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, no, I, I love Blue Thunder. The Blue 90s, Thunder was that one. That, that was a helicopter one, wasn't it? It was, yeah. This this is fucking derailed already. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> um, we we skip forward to two, year, two years later. We're at the beach, and we see the mystery machine. Uh, the mystery machine in this, by the way, uh, John, was a 1972 Bedford CF. You know I get the cars. You did well. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I've got so few things, John, <laughs> to get the cars well. Um, they had two of them for the making of this film. Right. Now, this is on the fucking nose, by the way, because the song in the background is Pass the Duchy and Smoke Coming Out the Vent in the Roof yeah. of the Van, right? Yeah. The joke is that they're stoners, as you've pointed out, but they're actually barbecuing eggplant inside. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, although, which so I think the screenplay of James Gunn did the screenplay. James Gunn did do the screenplay for this, and he wanted it to be an R. He wanted it to be an R-rated movie, so maybe he would have got the stone. Like, got them actually. Like, yeah, like Scooby Snacks would have been. Aye. Like, oh man, could you imagine this? But but Shaggy played by Method Man, uh, <laughs> and, and Scooby played by. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be just how high, wouldn't it? Which, which, by the way, I think is a future episode. Think so? Yeah, how high I remember very, very well. But I also okay. remember the one with Tupac Shakur and uh, Mr. Orange, um, Tim Roth, quite, quite fondly. But they're heroin, recovering heroin addicts. I don't think that's oh, that funny. Yeah. I don't think it's as funny as I think as I remember it was. Yeah, uh, gotta get a lot of laughs. <laughs> Past the Duchy, nineteen eighty-two, song by a musical youth. Number one, John, in the UK, Australia, Canada. Ireland, New Zealand, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, and your favourite, John? The Netherlands. Correct. <laughs> Sadly, to number two in West Germany. Uh, uh, listeners, are these getting are these getting a bit much? Are these a bit on the nose, listeners? Should uh, I stop doing them? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Thanks. All right. Okay. Uh, but I remember watching that. I remember seeing a video for it in uh, Newsround. 
on Newsroom. Fucking hell, what a world we lived in. Yeah, John 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 Craven, famous yeah, John stoner. Battle the Dutchie on the right hand side. Yeah, <laughs> and driving a Land Rover through the titles of Newsround. And for some reason, that's the only thing I remember about Newsround was his jumpers. And there's a Land Rover at some point. Oh, aye. Yeah. Aye. Yeah, uh, anyway. And, and Emmerdale. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the same Land Rover. Listeners, help us out. Uh, Please. Uh, there's this guy banging on the door, right? And he asks for Mr. Rogers and Mr. Do. This is, of course, a reference to the fact that Shaggy's real name is Norval Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. But they call him Shaggy Rogers, didn't they? They do call him Shaggy Rogers. That's right. Uh, this chap's been sent by Mr. Montevarius, right? Which. It's great because they keep getting his name wrong. It's funny. They really do. Uh, with an invite to Spooky Island, Shaggy explains they don't go anywhere with spooky, scary, or creepy in the name anymore <laughs> and that they're no longer detectives. <laughs> he offers them 10,000 US, room yep. and board, airfare. None of this excites them until he offers what? Free food. All you can eat buffet. Now, oh, yeah. I've got to say, right, having just come back from. Uh, Hotel that offers a, a buffet, right? It gets very fucking tiring very quick, mate. Uh, if the food's uh, shit, it gets very fucking bog standard shit, right? Yeah. So I would take the 10,000 US, especially now, considering that it's probably about 500 million pounds on the current exchange <laughs> rate. Oh, well, it's slowly gone up. At this point in time, is trust it? is out and the, the pound has gone up again. Mm, <laughs> I hope she's... Uh... I hope she's like. I hope she's uh, blowing a dog in a ditch somewhere. Oh, it's mate, all she deserves. Absolutely useless. Practice. Yeah, uh, ten thousand US in two thousand and two money is sixteen thousand four hundred and ninety-eight dollars and fifty of your American cents. Done. There you Give go. Some of that. Not bad at all. At the airport, the gang's all there separately. <clears throat> of course, they are. Fred's been doing a lecture circuit on his book. Velma's at NASA, of course. Um, and Daphne's upset she can't have seven carry-on bags because she's not a fucking character. She really is, isn't she? She's not a character. Uh, this, no. of course, is where uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller met. And yep. Freddie Prince Jr. did the right thing. Staying at home to look after the kids and left oh, Sarah Michelle yeah, Geller, yeah. the much better actor of the pair of them, to do that. Yeah. He also yeah. allowed her to write her cookbook. That's right, John. Sarah Michelle Geller has a cookbook. The, 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 the Buffet with Buffy? <laughs> <laughs> Baking with Buffy. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun if it was actually called that. Uh, but there'll be steak all the time, wouldn't it? Steak. steak. <laughs> a lot of garlic and everything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man, you tell this, is, this is just a jokes episode, man, because we've missed fucking facts. <laughs> Uh, it, the book is called Stirring Up Fun Over 115 Simple Delicious Ways In the Kitchen £9.49 on Amazon If you really fucking must Go for it But good for her uh, Buff, Did you watch much Buffy by the way? No, never watched it, I didn't even, wasn't a fan every, I have seen I'll, every I'll fucking scene of that yeah, Watch the film watch the One film. of the yeah, worst no. films I've ever seen I hated I the film it, uh, doesn't do anything for me. Rutger Hauer in it as well. What a waste of talent, man. Yeah. Yeah. I want to slot your blood. Oh. <laughs> I don't Rubbish, think that man. was his impression. <laughs> um, Rutger Hauer, where's he from? Do you know? Uh, the future. 
<laughs> he is. He's a cyberpunk from the yeah. future. Uh, he's from the Netherlands. <laughs> and the future. Oh, God, I, I watched the... And I'm just totally derailing, but remember watched the first thing I seen him in was a film with him and Piers Brosnan about some sort of spy thing, and it was actually really, really good. Okay. I remember my favourite Rutger Hauer films was the one where London has been flooded in the future and there's a monster in the subway. Yep, and it's got Amphi Taggart in it. It has, yeah. I want to say that's called fucking Heavy Rain or something stupid. Yeah, I remember Blind Fury. I love Blind Fury. And uh, Wedlock. And I think he's probably stuck with uh, her out of... Escape from New York, Adrian Barbo, but I, I might just be conflating her with somebody else. That, that may just be what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think it Man. is. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> They've all had the same invite. Daphne explains she's a black belt now, uh, and she's a dangerous weapon, so they all snigger. Um, mm. Here comes Shaggy. Scooby is in this dress, dress. because big dogs aren't allowed on flights. No, no. Uh, Scooby-Doo is a Great Dane, uh, which is uh, one of the largest breeds of dogs uh, that you can get today. Uh, as he comes in in this dress, by the way, he looks like Big Mama's house, doesn't he? No, he does about that. That's what I thought. Uh, brick House is the song that's playing. She's a brick house. She's mad, maddy. Uh, Commodores from before they got fucking shit. <laughs> uh, uh, from the self-titled album of 1970 which was oddly not called the Commodores in the UK it was called Zoom oh really? yeah but nowhere else uh, the title's a play on the term built like a brick shit house, which is fair <laughs> enough uh, on, uh, number 5 in the USA number 2 in New Zealand and number 32 here which is a real shame that it only made 32 because it's funky uh, really it's funky isn't it? Yeah. Waka, waka, waka. On that subject, by the way, Big Mama's house, we've not talked about the director, Raja Gosnell, right? Who I was kind of like, Raja Gosnell, right? What kind of name is that? He has got to be Indian with a name like that. No, some white boy from California. I, I told you he's in Batman, Raja Ghoul. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, started his career, John, as an editor, right? He is the editor on Nine Months, Miracle on 34th Street, the remake, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, previous episode, by the way, mm-hmm. Pretty Woman, previous episode, Home Alone. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what he did. His directing credits are, oh, Jesus Christ, you, I, I'm going to make you feel a little bit sick here with some of these, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, which I seem to remember is a better film than this, uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, The Smurfs, The Smurfs 2, Big Mama's House, Never Been Kissed, and Home Alone 3. Home Alone 3. Was that even a thing? I don't think it was that. Yeah, there's, yeah, straight straight to, um, straight to VHS? Yeah, straight to VHS. Yeah, because I remember there was a wee brown-haired kid in it, and just because he was in my color call computer, we just went, I'm not watching this shit. And I, I don't think the White, the White Bandits one, the White Bandits No, one. is that the one where the... You the, the baddies for uh, Robocops in it, though, if I remember right. The, the, the bald guy that gets melted. I think so. Is it him? Yeah. Help me! Take me with you! Is that exa- that's exactly what happens, isn't it? The little fucking kid uh, from Home Alone... <laughs> Covers him in like in toxic ways. Ah, damn it, damn it, ah, ah. And there's one of them. There's one of them where the bad guy is one of the. I think it's Home Alone Four. Is Kimmy Schmidt 
And one of the oh, other really? ones is the guy that played um, the idiot one in Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, Harry? Yeah. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, fucking what? Yeah, and he was Inspector Gadget in that second Inspector Gadget film. You know, when they decided that they didn't want Broderick because he was a fucking murdering bastard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Division running people over. French Stewart. That's what that actor's called. Ah, so it is. Yeah. Uh, Two... I don't know, surname or first name the wrong way around? Do we have a theory about that, listeners? I don't think we do. But anyway, moving not swiftly enough on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everybody thinks Scooby's a fox, by the way, uh, in this. Um, I couldn't figure out what looked like the biggest pile of shit here. Was it the 2002 CG or is it Fred's wig? Uh, maybe a bit of both, but I think he uh, apparently had to wear a wig because he actually bleached his hair and it done so much damage to his hair that he had to shave his hair and put a wig on. Oh, right. Okay. I did uh, not so... have that. Good work, sir. Um, uh, the CGI is shit in this, it, man. It, it is. It, it, it mostly is shocking. But it is 20 years old. I know. It is know. 20 years old. So it is, uh, it, so, Jurassic it, Park's over 20 years old, but they put the effort in. <laughs> yeah, but they also <laughs> had all the fucking money. So, you know. Uh, oh, by the way, this flight is peak 2002. Full of skater boys, chains attached to wallets, fucking yeah, baggy jeans, Led Zeppelin t-shirts. Oh fuck it! I, I'm just surprised there was not a single Smash Mouth t-shirt on it. I know. We, we will. Some... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will come to shitty '90s fucking bands in a moment or two. Um, we spot Isla Fisher. Right? Did you catch the character's name, by the way? Uh, it was Mary, Mary, MJ, Mary Jane, right? Which, of course, that's the joke. He's a stoner. He loves Mary yep. Jane marijuana. <laughs> um, and you're right, John. She's blonde, right? She's blonde, mm-hmm. and it it does now for me. Nah, I prefer as a as a, a lovely as redhead. a redhead. Absolutely. Um, Isla Fisher's born in 1976, so she's the same age today as Old Man Smithers was. Uh, you know her, of course, as Shannon Reed from Home and Away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. As a pervy 25-year-old, John, I was delighted to have seen her boobs in Wedding Crashers. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that was to, a, a highlight. Imagine my disappointment and yours that's about to come when I found out it was a body double. All right, go ahead, man. She was, uh, nah, yeah. have done it. Still anyway, awesome. Jane Seymour is miles hotter in that film anyway. <laughs> I tell you what, Doctor Quinn, medicine woman, can prescribe whatever the fuck she wants for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't yeah. care that she's an inbreeder with two different colored eyes. Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher's written seven kids' books, John, called Margin Charge. Yeah, yeah? about a babysitter. Seven books, and of course, she's yeah. married to national treasure, Ali G. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, national treasure. We love. I know. Yeah, we love him. Uh, so she sits down, but she can't sit next to gra- grandma um, because she's got allergies, which only flare up with dogs. Mm-hmm. So he makes Scooby go away because there's a tart she's involved. Checked, yeah, exactly. Them. Yeah. Um, so there's this bit where Scooby Doo attacks a cat on the plane because dogs and cats. There's no doing. Um, but he still does this in spite of the fact that he is a world-renowned detective. No. Monk's got his OCD. 
Columbo's got his dirty fucking Mac and cigars, and he's got what? He's fucking chasing cats. It just doesn't work for me on any level. I've never seen Scooby Doo chase a cat at all. No, nah, never. I was too busy. Might this have been around about the time of that Cats and Dogs film? Do you remember that? Oh, God, I'm with Toby Maguire. What? Toby Maguire? Oh, he was Toby the little Maguire. dog. He was the dog. Aye. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Jesus, oh, no. that was fucking there was a, there was dog a, There was a wealth of talent in that there was voice talent. Eddie Izzard's in that, isn't he? Uh, God, fucking hell. Oh, future episode question mark. Don't just open up to bloody patrons. <laughs> no, patrons are not allowed. I tell you what, if, if, somebody, if somebody gives us... If somebody gives us 100 quid, we will let you pick all the films for the month of February. Give us hundred quid, oh. and you can pick all the films for the month of February. You can, and you can pick, you can pick four cartoons for patrons episodes. Give us hundred quid, and you can do it. There you go. There you go. Okay. One hundred million dollars. One hundred million. That'll do. Give us hundred quid, and you can do. It. You can all fucking club together if you want. Just, just do it. Yeah, fucking do it. Anyway, <laughs> just, just, just do it. Just fucking do it. Daddy, Daddy needs a Christmas night out. <laughs> Daddy needs pints in the Melbourne. <laughs> your, your two daddies would need pints in the Melbourne. Anyway, right, anyway. Uh, on Spooky Island, they've all arrived and they're greeted by some sort of tiki monster, which actually ends up being who, John? Oh, it must have been. The vastly underutilised Rowan Atkinson. Oh, God, I... Uh, Rowan Atkinson, of course, uh, car-obsessed. He's got his heavy goods licence, apparently. Wow. Uh, He studied electrical engineering at Newcastle University and got his master's in it at Oxford. He also went to primary school in Durham with Tom T. Blair. So, you know, hangs hangs around with fucking warmongers, so that's okay. But at least doesn't hang around with Tories, so I guess he's got that going for him. (laughs) (laughs) There was a bit about telling Scooby off, and someone said you need to flick him on the nose. Yes. I'd missed this. It was on the plane at some point. Smack it on the nose. Um, You should not smack your dog on the nose, John. You've got two dogs. You should know that. Um, Because it feels like a bee sting, because the noses are really sensitive. Um, Mm -hmm. But also, not only is it painful for dogs, but dogs don't learn through pain, so they don't understand why you're hurting them. So, listeners, oh. if uh, listeners, patrons, if you uh, if you if if you harm your dog to get them to uh, listen to you, uh, keep your fucking money, uh, keep your download. Don't give a shit. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> if you harm any kind of animal, uh, other than in some sort of fake cartoon animal, in fact, don't harm, don't don't harm Scooby Doo's. No. Yeah. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Scooby. 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 No, do that. How? Scooby. No. <laughs> I just feel as if I shout at the dogs all the time, but they still don't pay any attention. No, they don't understand. Be nice to them. Um, He believes, Rowan Atkinson, Montessori, or whatever he's called, uh, believes that spells being cast on the students, changing them from rowdy, frosted-tipped, dreadlocked, baggy trousers, early 2000 wankers, uh, to something out of a Dockers commercial. Uh, This guy... Fresh off the plane, doesn't he? He's like, hey, Carol, remember me from school? How's the island? And she mm. basically doesn't recognise him. She picks him up and throws him with this monstrous strength, doesn't she? Yeah, she's a bastard. Uh, yeah, she's a bit of a bastard. The gang say they're going to solve it themselves. or all go individually and, and figure it out. That night, there's this thing, this spookapalooza, right? 
which made me think of a couple of things. It looked like the start of Woodstock 99, where everybody was doing <laughs> great, right? I don't know if you've seen a documentary, John, but fuck me. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that is amazing. powerful, nasty, that, by the way. And I've got to say, right, I don't know if anyone else has seen this, but there were there was a couple of rapes, and they basically just mention it once. Oh, so yeah, someone's sexually assaulted. Yeah, and that's it. And that's like the mention at the end, whereas... Those fucking guys should be well. One one guy's dead now. Good, uh, but those guys Aye. should all be in fucking jail. Fred, Fred Durst is a fucking wanker as well. Oh, I can't believe yeah, Fred Durst has always been a piece of shit. Jonathan Davis comes out of it quite nicely. I mean, he's always come out of everything. He, like, Not, he's a proper musician. Norman Cook. Norman Cook. Give me <laughs> Norman Cook. Get my car. Get my fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> Right here, fuck off! Right here. <laughs> but this this spooky palooza also made me think of that Malacca Lacca friendship board halftime show from Basketball. Malacca <laughs> Lacca, We're introduced to two characters here: Ungutuana, right, who looks like a New Jersey version of the High Priest from Temple of Doom. Uh, yes, I thought. I thought. I can't believe they put chilled monkey brains on their own floor. <laughs> I was like, what? Where have they nicked this from? And Zarcos, this Mexican luchador lad, basically. No, yeah. Who again is not a character at all. It's not. It's not. It's like something that bloody Indiana Jones. That Dalimar. Well, he does. That's exactly what he looks like. Yeah, he looks like. Yeah, I just I wasn't into it at all. I went, of course. To my favourite wrestling podcast, wrestling podcast, damn it, Vince podcast, uh, and uh, of course, friend of the podcast, Joe, who knows more about wrestling, uh, forgotten more about wrestling than I'll ever know. Um, he says uh, the, this this kind of style of wrestling from Latin America or Mexico, lucha libre, uh, easily identified by its use of masks, fast-paced matches, and use of absolute batshit mental manoeuvres. Uh, there's a fun thing called estrellas or minis, which are tiny versions of established wrestlers that do full matches. So like little little people. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. The Blue Demon was the breakout star of old school lucha and starred in mad films such as Blue Demon versus Demonic Power and Santo and Blue Demon versus Dr. Frankenstein, which I have got to fucking see. Um <laughs> That sounds brilliant, actually. That sounds like a good laugh. Four seasons of Lucha Underground, which is part Mexican teledrama, part wrestling. It's fucking amazing, he says, because it leans into the whole silliness of it all. The first season is, I will have the belt and show you all. And by season three, there's a throne made of bones that has evil powers. It is fucking <laughs> amazing. Uh, and, and I guess that this character is a reference to that, because when... This guy is introducing him. He says, star of Telemundo, doesn't he? So it's kind of yeah, like so it it, that, yeah. that's the joke, I guess. Uh, but thanks, Joe. We uh, we love you. I, I'm, I've, uh, I've missed recording with you. I haven't missed recording with John. He's a prick. But I've missed recording with you. Uh, Asshole. <laughs> love you, Joe. Asshole. <laughs> he explains the creatures of the island have been antagonised by the theme park being built and shows Velma this monster in the flame. But she spots these holographic projectors because she's smart. Yeah. In this bar, this I, I really wanted this barman, by the way, with the patch over his eye, to be a mm. character. Oh, but yeah, he's not, yeah. unfortunately. Nope. Like he's got nothing. He's got like one line, uh, one line, and a bit of a stare. Um, and he's like, "Mr. Do, I'm looking for a Mr. Do." And this kid stands up and says, "Melvin Do." <laughs> I know, and I, I did know, get a bit of a giggle out of that. Uh, <laughs> and, and again, later on, uh, I was like, no, he wants Mountain Dew. 
Uh, of course, it's Scooby Doo that he wants. Uh, but I did think uh, I, that that Melvin do. I was like, it's me, your cousin, Melvin. <laughs> me, your cousin, Melvin <laughs> or Marvin. <laughs> I got this hot new sound for you. Yeah, I, I do a little bit like the Shermanator. He did a little bit, didn't he? He looked like an actor. He's nobody. Mm-hmm. He's nobody. Um, the 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 voice at the end of the line for Scooby says, "We've got this bag of hamburgers. If you walk into the dark, shadowy corner of the forest where no one can see." Okay. Uh, Shaggy isn't there to stop him because he's winning a shrunken head out of a claw machine for Isla Fisher. Oh, yeah, I was looking at the claw machines. I was Mm -hmm. actually looking at the history. By the way, nobody knows who invented the bloody thing. There are nine. Yeah, I I did a bit on this, mate. I I tried to, but the only thing, the earliest versions um, of the Venom Cranes were created around about the late 1800s in America, Mm -hmm. but nobody knows who, nobody knows why. So the later ones they do, but uh, the earlier ones, nobody's got a bloody clue. They were shovel based as well. Yeah, I yeah. found out. Um, so I was kind of like, all oh, right, okay. Um, in 1930s, they were invented, the, the, the version we know was invented by carnival operator William Bartlett, and a tabletop unit was painted in 1932. But I, I couldn't help thinking the shovel version, do you think it was like the old two penny machines we get in UK arcades today? I uh, the... I love those. I absolutely, I could, uh, in fact, I think when we went on holiday last before we went abroad, we spent loads of money on those. Just just for japes, you know, just for fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've got to be honest, I think a few holidays ago, before we had the switches, we went on mm-hmm. we went on holiday to Cape Verde, and I bought, just for a laugh, because we used to watch it at Rachel's dad's on a Sunday, I bought the Tipping Point iPad game. No so way. when we were on the flight home uh, a couple of, last week, we played Tipping Point. She fucking beat me every time. Oh, man, that's brilliant. It's, it's, it's brutal, mate. It's like a for the Tipping iPad? Point quiz game for the iPad, yeah. The questions are stupidly easy. Yeah. Anyway, not easy enough for me to not get it. So yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. A lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. Fred told Shaggy to be like that. It was a waste of time to learn how to do the claw machine. It was a useless skill, and instead he should have learned French. And I loved the line. I don't know what voulez-vous cacher avec moi means, but I love that song. <laughs> I love that very much. That was good. That was voulez-vous cacher avec moi, John? C'est moi. Uh, means, do you want to sleep with me tonight? Do you want to sleep with me tonight? Oh, yeah. Get you, strap yourself in for lots of Lady Marmalade uh, facts. <laughs> uh, song by Patti LaVelle from 1974. Number one in Canada, eh? USA and the Netherlands. Again, those guys uh, have got taste. Now, I didn't know this, but it was covered in 1987 by Sabrina. Do you mind her, John? Yeah, boys, 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 boys. boys. Yeah. I'm looking for a good time. For a good time. Barely hit the 40s in Europe. Like 38, oh, wow. 38 in France, 40 in Belgium. Just didn't do anything. 1998, All Saints released it as a double A side with Under the Bridge. Oh, which really? I'd forgotten about, really missed the fucking point of Under the Bridge, didn't they? That version right. of Under the Bridge fucking stinks. Right. It made its number one, though, in the UK, because we had shit-tasting music in 98. I think the, the Spice Girls get to number one like 100 time. times. There wasn't much going on. Pish. Like, yeah, Britpop had just died, hadn't it? Mm. Sadly. Then, in 2001, the big cover came out. Christina, Lyle Kim, that's one for the Cumbrians there. Maya and Pinksclamation, which I think is how you pronounce her name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, from the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. Yeah, this uh, one was huge. 
everywhere, John. It yeah, was a massive seller everywhere. Hungary, Greece, Vanuatu, the disputed region, the not very democratic Republic of Congo. Number one everywhere. Except. No, it was number one everywhere. <laughs> it was li- literally number one in every country in the world ever. I, 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 yeah. There were so many, I, I thought we'd over overkilled it, so I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, but that, that was massive. I fucking hate that film, by the way. I've never seen it. Oh, there's like a oh. God. I couldn't go. I, I watched him when we had him in Cameron Diaz, and it was like a heartfelt thing, and I just I didn't I didn't like him in it. So I didn't Who? Quite watch him. Uh, Cameron Diaz and um, Ewan McGregor. Oh um, oh uh, the Danny Boyle film. Yes. Yeah. Oh mate, that's no, that's much better than this. No, that's, this is not a Danny Boyle film. This is your man, Strictly Ballroom, Australia. <laughs> Ro- Romeo yeah. plus Juliet, Baz Luhrmann. This is your, <laughs> oh, this is your Baz Luhrmann. All, all, all style, no substance. Come at me, right. listeners. Come the fuck at me. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I like that line. <laughs> Daphne goes to some shack, right? And there's this guy doing a voodoo ritual on a chicken. Yeah. Uh, live, live and let die, it ain't. I'll tell you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it is not, uh, you know, there's no mayday here. Any excuse to get Jane Seymour back into the show, eh? <laughs> that's, exactly what it, that's exactly what it is. Let die. Yeah. Let die. Grace Jones, though, eh? Aye. Mm-hmm. Hey. Oh, hey. I remember seeing, I've probably mentioned this hundred times in the podcast, this is probably going to be my, my podcast, this podcast version of me banging on about Steve Wright in the afternoon on everything we learn from The Simpsons, which I do every episode. Tom always laughs and picks me up on it. Um, but I remember seeing her when the Queen had her last jubilee, the one before she died. There was like right. a like the ten ten years before, and she was singing um, "Slave to the Rhythm" and doing a hula hoop the whole time. And the hula hoop, she never lost the hula hoop once. She wow. did it the whole time. She would have been like fucking seventy at the time. Jesus, she is an absolute fucking powerhouse of a human being. I she love her. Totally love her. She just doesn't seem to get any older as well. No, no, absolutely, she doesn't. The joke here is that this guy's really American, like he's from fucking, I don't know, Miami or something is the fucking joke. He tells her not to go to the castle and she thinks it's reverse psychology and heads up there. Uh, Scooby's in the forest grabbing the hamburgers from this palm tree. This monster comes behind him, climbs up the tree after him. He falls off the tree and, of course, the palm tree being a palm tree, catapults the monster away uh, and back into the village then. And again, you know, that's the fucking joke. Uh, Scooby runs back to the the, the village um, and he's talking about the monster. monster. Yeah, uh, and basically Shaggy thinks he means one of these capering characters in the costume at the theme park. Yeah, because when him runs out with one of these smiley masks looking things with yeah, the guys. Like a like a rabbit rabbit mask. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really get what's going on there. Uh Daphne wants Scooby and Shaggy to go to the castle with the they refuse. Um so she offers them Scooby snacks. Scooby, of course, goes on ninjutsu. And Shaggy says, Hey Hong Kong Fooey, watch the fists of fury, will you? Mm-hmm. Remember Hong Kong Fooey, John? Yeah, yeah. but I'll, I'll remember his alter ego though. Penry, Penry. the mild mannered yeah, janitor. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 16 episodes, John. Just 16. Just 16. How? Uh, Scatman Crothers was Hong Kong Fooey, or Penry, the mild man of janitor, at least until Jack Torrance put an axe between his shoulder blades. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, a Hanna-Barbera 
character, yep. which is how we shoehorn the reference in. Uh, Hanna-Barbera also made Tom and Jerry for MGM, the Smurfs, Yogi Bear, Top Cat. My personal favourite, the Flintstones, and I know people hate the Flintstones, but I think it's fucking brilliant still. Right. Uh, and Wacky Races. Oh, remember that? Stop yeah. the Pigeon? Yeah, Stop, Stop the, the pigeon. pigeon, yeah. Well, uh, see, and that's where I think Scooby-Doo and Stop the Pigeon were like in the same thing. I seem to remember right. you'd get an episode of Scooby Doo, you'd get a Stop the Pigeon, and then you'd get another Scooby Doo. Right. It, but again, I, I, I might have been imagining that wrong. Um, Is that the cartoon cavalcade? Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, of course, Hanna Barbera, it no longer exists, but Warner's owns all those IPs, which is why we've had fucking two Smurfs. Have you seen those Smurfs films, by the way? Uh, Brutal. Yeah, I've seen the first one. Absolutely brutal shit. Uh, basically, inside this thing is a ghost train. Right? Fred and Velma are already. Fred explains um, that he and Daphne should work together, but Velma's not having any of it. So he agrees to go with Velma, meaning Daphne goes on her own and Scooby and Shaggy go and do whatever you do. And I was kind of like, okay, that's kind of funny. But this line I really liked because it underlined how bad Fred is at instructions. Daphne, you enter through the exit and Velma and I will exit here through the entrance. <laughs> and I was kind of like, okay. <laughs> that, yeah, okay. I'll give you that. I get it. We've all had managers like that, right? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scooby and Shaggy, of course, find a table full of food. And Fred and Velma are being watched by this little person actor in a turban who starts the whole ride going. Yeah, it's a weird one, that one, not it? So my theory on this is, there's a mention at the end that Scrappy came in as one of the evil elves to audition as an evil elf. So is is that what that's meant to be? Is he is that, that character meant to be a, an evil elf? All I could think was Phoenix Knights, how far away are they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A table full of food starts to kill Shaggy and Scooby-Doo, including, by the way, these turkeys, which open up like the guy's chest in the thing. Yeah, eats yeah. the doctor's no, arms. Stringy bits of like that. Yeah, so I was kind of like, oh, that's a little bit weird. Um, a much better John Carpenter film than what I watched yesterday, by the way. What did you watch? I watched that new Halloween film. Right, uh, we'll pick this up later. I've got my... Uh, what uh, a load of fucking shit. There's, there's loads to talk about with that. What a load... Listeners... If you liked it, it's okay. It's all right to like a film, but you're wrong. <laughs> it was a load of fucking <laughs> garbage. Oh my uh, god, it's like fucking Bonnie and Clyde. For Halloween years. Then you get man. man. So, anyway, anyway, it's not, not even a fucking Halloween film, right? We'll we'll talk about another film of us this week that I fucking <laughs> hated, and it wasn't this. Fred gets catapulted through this glass window into the control room, and he hits the lever, which turns off the ride. In the control room, there's all these school desks. The whole thing's being used for reprogramming the teens. Um, and this video, which includes this acting, explaining how teenagers should talk to one another. Um, yeah. And basically, Velma says, wherever there's a cult, there's a cult leader and a Papa Smurf character. Okay, another another reference to, to you know, let's shoehorn other things in. Yeah. Um, Fred suggests it's probably, with all this, it's probably Montevarius. Meanwhile, Daphne finds a puzzle box, <laughs> which she promptly steals, right? Have you seen the new Hellraiser yet, John? Uh, yes, I've seen it. What, what, what seen did it? you think of the new Hellraiser, John? Do you know what? It's, uh, the the Cenobites just look too clean and polished for me. Yeah. It's just 
it's uh, yeah, it's it was, it was Don't get me wrong, it was alright, but uh, just uh, it, do you know what? It was about forty minutes too long, and halfway through it turns into a haunted house film. It turns into thirteen <laughs> ghosts part way through. Did it? What was I going do like, on? I do like the effect when they appear, but yeah, it's just it was too yeah. poor for me. One hundred percent. But uh, the internet has lost its fucking shit, of course, because Pinhead's now a woman. Right. Yeah. In spite of the fact that I never considered Pinhead to be anything other than just a fucking shape. A demonic. Like, yeah, like like asexual. I could show you such delights, but not my knob because I don't have one. I, I, that's exactly how I felt about this character because this character was a demon. It's the end of the day, it's not a man or woman, it's a demon. Yeah, so. exactly. But although I was reading, and this is off topic, but I was reading about Hellraiser and the fact that the, the guy that plays Pinhead, he went to the rap party after the first one and they knew who he was. All right, cool. I didn't know that. It, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. His face doesn't yeah, yeah. physically look like Pinhead. Yeah. Doug, so. Doug Bradley, isn't it? Doug Bradley. Yeah, like I think that. he was pissed off that he wasn't asked to be in this one. But here's the thing, right? They all of these films have been shit after the first one. The first Hellraiser is fucking oh. disgusting and horrible. Second one, second one freaks me out as well. Oh, okay, I can I can give you that one. Um, but who is so invested in a film franchise that has been the biggest pile of diminishing returns for 30 years? Like, mm-hmm. it's just a way for fragile internet baby men to have a moan, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, but mm-hmm. Pinhead isn't a woman. Oh, oh, Hellraiser's gone woke. Hellraiser's always been fucking woke. That's the point. That's the joke, you know? Fucking hell. Have a day off, internet babies. Scooby and Shaggy have located the set from the brainwashing <laughs> video. I forgot we were talking about this. <laughs> uh, and they do this silly burping and farting skit, which I was fine with, by the way, because it's a kid's film. Yes. Except it did make me think of those two French blokes from Vic and Bob, <laughs> you know, taking off their hats and going, Nicole, papa, Nicole, papa, you know. Well, I've got, I've got something for you here in okay. regards to farting. Oh, so the current Guinness World Record for uh, the longest fart is held by a guy called Bernard Clements in London. He managed to let off a continuous fart for exactly two minutes and forty-two seconds. Fucking hell! Two Just... minutes and forty-two seconds. I would have sharted myself. Aye, I'd, 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 I'd have done the same. I wouldn't I'd be able to do exactly that. Christ on a bike. Um, in the hotel, uh, Monteverius approaches him, and Fred calls him Mister Mononucleus. <laughs> Mr. Mononucleosis, which is what I'm going to start calling mono. <laughs> um, uh, mononucleosis, John, or mono, is often called the kissing disease. I'm not kissing mono. Uh, the virus that causes mono is the Epstein-Barr virus, which just what made me think hell. about Rosine, Ro- Roseanne Barr and Jeffrey Epstein at it. <laughs> she's, she's a bit old for him, though. Um, and a bit alive, <laughs> sadly. Sadly, Rose, Roseanne Barr isn't dead, but you know yeah. we we can oh, hold yeah. a piece of shit. Um, it's spread through saliva. You can get it through kissing, but you can also be exposed to sharing a glass or food utensils with someone who has mono. However, mononucleosis isn't as contagious as some infections, such as the common cold. Mono, I used to talk about it all the time in American programs. What what is your equivalent? What is it called over here? AIDS, probably. <laughs> I assume. Mono, mono AIDS. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, there are three suspects. The voodoo guy, which it just is racist for a start, mm-hmm. is just really yeah. fucking racist because he's black, but he's a really nice man. Uh, Mr. Montevarius himself, 
And uh, your man, um, Kalimar Shukdiye, yeah, is the other one. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Kalimar in here. <laughs> <laughs> Velma's going to work on the puzzle box. Fred's going to interview people. And Daphne's going to research cults on the internet and then probably make a podcast about it. Yep. As you do. Because she's a white girl and that's what they do. Uh, at the bar, Velma's working on this puzzle box and she's explained to this guy in the Led Zeppelin t-shirt that it's she likes puzzles and clues. It reminds her of the old days. And we flash back to the mystery machine, right? And the mm. gang drive in, listening to God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. Now, much better scene with this song at the end of Boogie Nights. Love that. I'd love to do an episode on Boogie Nights, but we've got to have like a guest from the adult industry. So if anybody out there works in the adult industry and you want to do an episode of it, it could be hilarious. It could be, <laughs> it could be hilarious and disgusting. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, porn stars reach out to us. Uh, or if, if you're a beach boy, that's not dead yet, reach out to us. That would be good too. <laughs> but this song, God only knows by the beach boys, uh, double a side with, wouldn't it be nice? Also a great song. Uh, and is off one of my favorite albums, pet sounds. Number two in the UK in 1966. John, that was the last time what? England had a, a proper team. There you go. There you go. Why is it always going to come in? It's It was kept off the number one spot, that song, John, by Yellow Fucking Submarine. Submarine? Oh, Jesus. What a like. Do you know what? I'd have gone to fucking bed. If It's almost like us being kept off the top of the charts by, I don't know, fucking film floggers or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I would take to my fucking bed if that happened and never get out of bed again. <laughs> so, Scrappy Doo is here, right? Everyone's least, and, and the, you know, again, that's the joke. Everyone's least favorite character out of Scooby Doo, yeah. but I yeah, don't yeah. remember hating Scrappy Doo no, that hated much. Him. I hate, Did oh, you? I hated him. Every okay. time he's on the screen, I just, I just, it just fucking annoyed me. Okay, the, he's very excitable, and he pisses all over Daphne. Um, and he explains he's going to be the leader or he's out of here. They kick him out of the van and leave him six miles from Yucca Flats. Yeah, yeah. Did look up? I did. Yucca Flats, one of four major nuclear test regions within the Nevada test site. Um, the main Yucca Flat is located at the eastern edge of the Nevada test site, 65 miles from Las Vegas. And it is made up of a number of craters from underground nuclear tests, the final test of which took place in 1992. Is that the one that blew uh, Harrison Ford in the uh, refrigerator? Oh, fuck, yeah. Or <laughs> Eric Bernard uh, un- under the <laughs> table when he turned into a green monster. <laughs> I really like that Angley Hulk. I've said it before and I'll say it again. i got a lot of soft spot for that Angley Hulk. I um, I like Nick Nolte, isn't the character in it? God damn, Nick Nolte! fucking get turning into some sort of metal creature! Sexiest, sexiest man, sexiest man alive, 1992. Nick fucking Nolte, the state of him. Fucking hell, man. How how desperate, how desperate were we for good-looking leading men back in 92? Jesus. (laughs) 92? Yeah, 92. He would have been 100 then. (laughs) Back in today, Velma's hammered from drinking these cocktails. Scooby spots a monster through the window, causes a huge kerfuffle hiding under the table, and Fred explains it's the most embarrassing he's been since he cleaned his beans at Don Knotts' Christmas party. (laughs) Right. So, 
I couldn't find anything about Don Knotts' Christmas parties at all. But Don Knotts did a lot of those Disney live action films in the 60s. Um, yeah. And he was Sheriff Barney Fife on The Andy Griffin Show, where he won five Emmys, apparently. Uh, my favourite reference to that, of course, is on The Simpsons, where Charles Bronson guest stars him going down Emmett's fix it shop to fix Emmett. Do, 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 do. Anyway. Uh, Fred's explaining to everyone at the hotel there's no such thing as monsters, just as this huge monster jumps through the window. Now, the the monster kind of design, I, I didn't hate. Like, I, I didn't hate it, but it, it didn't grab me. Do you know what I mean? It didn't grab me in, in any way, the monster design, but I didn't hate it. It was okay. Um, it has this awful breath, which knocks Fred out and does the same to Velma. Yep. Now, there's this bit where Scooby's hiding under a suitcase and the monster's chasing him. This music, by the way, was like some sort of knockoff dance well, magic dance. It was... Wasn't it? it? Was. You remind me uh, of the of the guy with the voodoo, who do, you do. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Um, Shaggy, Scooby and uh, Daphne escape out of a window, landing on this canopy below them, um, which saves them. But the monsters jump through and fall through the canopy because they're much heavier, although they don't look particularly heavier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next scene we see the monsters taking the teenagers away Daphne explains to Shaggy um, it's their turn to figure it out because Fred and Velma usually do it so they follow the monsters Isla Fisher calls the Coast Guard who says they're going to send somebody but then for some reason it goes all green and they do a sinister laugh and we'll get you on the pier they wake up the next morning on the beach the hotel's been fixed up um, and these kids are playing volleyball on the beach everything's normal Um but then the most disgusting monsters in the whole film show up, John. The 90s band Sugar Ray. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck was this music for? I know. I know. Sugar Ray, you listeners, you all want me to talk about this dog shit excuse for musicians. But I'm going to talk about their biggest hit in the UK. 1999's Every Morning. Every morning, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, put the bed. Number three in the US, number 10 here, and number 17 in Australia. Now, it made gold in the US and gold in Australia. Now, here's a fact to get a gold record in America, you've got to hit 500,000 sales. To get a gold record in Australia, you need just 35,000 sales. Wow. But of course, it's based on. Oh, yeah. Proportional population, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Australia's yeah, like yeah. 22 million people, and America's got, I don't know, fucking 100 million racists or something. Yeah. Yeah. Per capa. Per Yes, correct. Absolutely. Um, Daphne spots the lead singer's got green monster eyes. And I think also that lead singer's probably been cancelled for something now, but it's going to happen to all of us. I'm next. Um, Shaggy and Scooby find Fred, who's all of a sudden this frat bro, this wife beater and board shorts. Mm -hmm. He breathes green breath on them and chases them. Meanwhile, Daphne loses the puzzle box to fucking Nacho Libra here. (laughs) Nacho Libra. Yeah. At this point, John, I think it's probably the right time. For me to offer you a little quiz. Oh, fudge. It's been a while. You missed these, haven't you? No. This quiz, John, (laughs) is called Scooby-Doo or Scooby-Don't. Okay. Now, Scooby-Doo, there's fucking hundreds of crossovers and most are utterly mental. All right. Right. But are they more mad than what I can come up with? (sighs) So you need to tell me if it's a real Scooby-Doo or a made-up Scooby-Don't. Got that? Right, okay. Okay, you got five. Number one, Scooby-Doo meets the Loch Ness Monster. Scooby-Doo. Correct. Uh, Scooby-Doo meets Kiss. Rock and roll mystery. 
Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo meets Frankenhooker. Oh, Scooby-Doo wouldn't. Correct. Scooby-Doo meets Frankenstein, absolutely, but Frankenhooker's a very different film. Uh, Scooby-Doo meets the Winchester Brothers. Scooby-Doo wouldn't. Oh, John, Scooby-Doo from an episode of Series 13 of the show Supernatural. Oh, you're joking no, me. No, I'm not. And uh, number five, Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, yeah. Loch Ness Mess and the Mystery of Haunted Island. There you go. Don't you like them apples? Okay. Hiding in a barn, Scooby and Shaggy find these quad bikes. They pick up Mary Jane, who, as they're escaping, gets a tree branch to the face, and her face stretches out and her eyes go green. Scooby sees this, but Shaggy doesn't. Um, Scooby tries to tell him. They have an argument. Scooby falls down this vent into an underground cave. Shaggy heads in to get him because best friends don't quit, as we knew from the start. He stumbles on the mm-hmm. Temple of Doom set, which does, for he? some reason has that thing out of Dumbledore's fucking office that keeps all yeah, the memories so in. Yeah, yeah, so it does. It also had some stalactites and stalagmites, John. You're right. You've got yeah, a system. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and in this fucking Dumbledore's office thing um, is like, this creepy, uncanny valley. Now, I've written souls, but they call it like fucking like ectospunk or something. Um, Aye. Yeah. Um, Velma's <laughs> flies out of away and into her body. Um, and when it gets inside, the monster in her flies out and explodes because of the sunlight. Fred's does the yeah. same, but mistakenly lands in Daphne's body, and Daphne's lands in Fred's. Oh, what a cuff off with us. Oh, doesn't it just. Shaggy turns up with a puzzle box, and the puzzle box is the one thing that causes the souls to all switch times. Now, Lillard's acting in this bit is amazing because his mannerisms are absolutely Fred. They're really oh, good. Yeah. yeah, it's again another great example of it. Uh, on the beach, the voodoo chap explains that there's going to be a dark copolypse ritual. And once they have all the souls, the monsters can live for a thousand years, but they need a pure soul. Um, mm-hmm. I think Velma says something like, what pure human soul or whatever. It's not a pure human soul. It's going to be Scooby's soul. In Monteverius's office, um, Scooby's there. He explains that they all love Scooby, but the Shaggy and the gang don't, uh, and that they want him to be a sacrifice. Scooby's convinced that sacrifice is a good thing. Uh, the gang have a heart-to-heart about basically working together um, and being a team. They agree to save him with this prepping montage so in the yeah. Temple of Doom, they put this mirrored disco skull up on the fucking thing and they plan to open all the vents and let all the souls out. Shaggy doesn't attach the rope right. The bowl of souls, instead of falling over, he goes up and gets catapulted around up. and all this kind of stuff. All the brainwashed teens come across for the start of the ceremony. Fred and Velma are pretending to know the dance moves, um, but it's obvious that they don't and all the teens spot them. Monteverius takes the puzzle box off them and Scooby gets brought in like C-3PO on his Ewok chair, doesn't he? C-3-P-O-A. Shaggy is one of the guys carrying him in disguise and he explains they're best buddies and they should trust one another. Uh, oh. They're about to dash when Jersey Ma shook the A takes Scoob's soul out using this fucking soul sucker. Soul sucker. Yeah, exactly. Monteverius has got the puzzle box on his chest and it allows him to hoover up all the souls, the spirits. Um, yep. Shaggy knocks Monteverius off of a ledge and it frees Scoob's soul and allows it to go back in Scooby-Doo. Fred takes the mask off Monteverius and it's basically a robot skull. But in his chest yep. cavity is who? 
Scrappy bastard. Scrappy bastard, do your favourite. He jumps out, starts turning into this fucking hench. Scrappy, doesn't he? Like he's fucking arm day. Um, yeah, sure it is. All he needs now is the soul of Scooby Doo. Scooby says, Don't you mean Melvin Doo? Who's like stood next to him? And I was like, Okay, yeah, I'll give you that one. That nice funny. callback. Um, as part of the fight, Scooby grabs hold of Kaiju Scrappy's nose hairs, doesn't he? Which oh, causes yeah. it to sneeze this fucking green snot everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting, is what it is. Uh, we sneeze when our nose hair is pulled, John, uh, due to an irritation um, of the nose, which leads the nerves to signal to your brain to sneeze. So it's possible the nerve is being stimulated, uh, stimulated when you're pulling a hair mm. out. Uh, nose hair, of course, is an important part of your body's defense system. It helps keep dust, allergens, and other small particles from entering your lungs. Removing too much hair may make you more sensitive to this kind of debris. Plucking hairs can also lead to irritations, infections, and ingrown hair. What? So yeah. just keep them then? Keep them. Yeah, I know. I know. Just curl them. Kirsty will like that more. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on the surface above them, Daphne's fighting Rey Mysterio. Uh, she kicks him through the vent and into the soul spunk pot, which causes them all to fly out and into the bodies. The monsters yep. pop out and the sun plus the mirror ball causes all the monsters to explode. Very yep. gremlins to the new batch. No, it really yeah. is, wasn't it? Yep. As everyone's celebrating, there's some hammering from some hole in the ground. And when Shaggy opens the lid, it's Montevarius. But he looks like Saddam Hussein when they found him hiding in the sewers after really Gulf War Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about totally, uh, totally dishevelled, longest hair ever. Yeah. You're like, what the hell is going to miss, guy? He explains Scrappy trapped him down there uh, and, and basically took on his persona. Here's the Coast Guard and the news reporters. Fred offers Velma the chance to explain how she solved it, and they then agree to work together. The end. Wow. Post-credit sequence, by the way, of Scooby and Shaggy eating hot peppers at the dinner table. It was cute, but it was unremarkable. I know. It feels like a kind of, deleted scene, I, doesn't it? Yeah, just slap that one. Yeah, keep just... The wings happy. Yeah, well, let's, let's keep it over 80 minutes, I think, was what it was, for, like, for right. a cinematic release. Uh, that's, I think that's all my facts, John. While I just scroll back through to see if I've missed anything, have you got any more? Yep. Uh, so a guy called uh, Don Messick voiced Scooby-Doo from 96 to 1994, mm-hmm. a long time. Uh, Zepp- Zed Zeppelin were an English rock band formed in 1968 by Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, uh, John Paul Jones and John Bohm. No relation. Um, John Bonham. No. Bonham. Um, <laughs> Uh, did you actually get a high-end uh, holographic projector oh. at a cost of $50,000? Wow, right, okay. Was that is that how you get uh, two-pack to show up at your concert? That's, exactly, yeah. that's how you get two-pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 50000 just for a two-pack. Uh, so I was looking at haunted houses. There's actually a haunted house. This, this really blew my mind. So there's somewhere called uh, McKimmy Manor which is considered as a pioneer of extreme haunted attractions. It was founded in San Diego by Russ McKimmy and was originally located as his property. So he basically turned his house into a haunted house. All right. Wow. Okay. This is one of the most, one of the best haunted houses in the world. Uh, so some anthropologists estimate the voodoo's roots um, formally began in uh, Dawn, West Africa uh, and date back to, well, date back 6,000 years. Cool. And 
And Scrappy Doo was created in 1979, and shouldn't they shouldn't have fucking bothered. <laughs> Voodoo, of course, is also closely linked with cottage cheese, as everybody knows. Everybody no. knows. Uh, brilliant Done. stuff, John. How many do you think we got? Uh, seventy-two. Higher. Seventy-three. Higher. Eighty-two. Oh, eighty-one. 81. Your your little man went over the edge there, unfortunately. Which is not a euphemism, but also might be a euphemism. (laughs) Well done, man. That was uh, all right. That was uh, annoying as fuck. Well, I had a great time with it. I thought it was, as I say, it's probably the the best film I've watched this week. Jesus uh, Christ, man. Patrons, Which shape have they got they watching? Thank you very much for picking that one. Uh, lovely patrons, of course, we have got uh, my fantastic, wonderful wife, uh, Rachel, who has picked next week's episode. I've allowed her to pick next week's episode. I say I've allowed her. She's been bugging me for fucking donkeys about this. So I'm going to tell you now, John, next week we're doing a Halloween spooktacular special on Manhunter. Manhunter? Manhunter. When was the I last time you watched Manhunter? Jesus Christ, Same. Been a while, long, but... long time. Been a while. Oh, loved it though. Love it's it. a great film. Love it's a great it. film. Uh, yep. Yeah, so, Rachel, thank you very much for picking that yeah, one and you. for being as helpful as always. Uh, right, SP film viewers. Uh, last weekend we missed uh, Paul's stag do, John, because I was busy flying back from Cyprus. Oh. Otherwise, we would have gone. So, I hope you had a great time, mate. And they will be. I think they get married on Saturday. You know, I'm sure they do. That's I'm quick. sure they're a week from getting married. Yeah, but they put it back a hundred times, if you remember. And Scotland, we need three months between stag do and weddings. You, so you need there. three months between fucking <laughs> stag do and weddings, which let's see how that works out. And as I'm going to get invited to both the stag do and the hen do, I am looking Ooh. forward to a fucking better. Anyway, oh, um, you I'm, I'm going to get a dress for it. Uh, right. <laughs> anyway, yours, that is. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, SP Film Viewers, lovely couple doing reviews. So. We look, can't look, can't wait to see you wedding photos. Um, oh, Mono and Kira, Mo, Mono, Mon, Mono Severius and Kira from Mono Rats. <laughs> right, what the fuck went on while I was on holiday, John, with Mono and Kira? They, they gave me an invite. I took the invite. We ran with it and had such a, a rare tear. Still don't know what Kira looks like, but I'm assuming with that pretty voice, she's uh, sultry, dark-headed. Hey, man. Irish, I would assume, redhead. So anyway, who knows? But she doesn't look like fucking Pharaoh Nuff. Uh, Mono with his fantastic Pharaoh beard. But you had a great episode, by the way, with those on theirs, talking about uh, Underworld, which we're never going to do. Yeah, because you wouldn't have got a fucking rare slag in there, by the way. Listeners, if you like to hear me slagged slagged off, which I know you do. That's why you fucking listen. Uh, then get on Mono Rants and John talking yeah, about that. It's great fun. You were all the C-words of the day. Okay. Good. Love it. Uh, <laughs> Nigel at um, Wonder Emporium on Facebook and Etsy. Thank you for your money. Uh, Dan and Gavin Belson. Oh, we've had some good good uh, politics chat in the group chat, haven't we? With, uh, oh, Dan yeah, Gavin we still have. And, uh, and Josh. Yeah, it's been good fun. <laughs> It's all been kicking off yeah. now. It's good chat, though. It's good chat. Uh, get on their podcast. It is lots of fun. Uh, Aaron from Zed One Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks since I spoke to Aaron. And I just, I, I, Aaron, sorry, I'm going to message Aaron actually and find out how he's doing. Uh, it's just been with holidays and all that kind of stuff. They do an audio drama about being married and, and fighting zombies and ice cream vans. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Joe <laughs> from Hallmark of Greatness. Uh, you know him. He is a lovely man. He's been on twice. He's already given us some great shit for this episode so thanks for that mate uh punk from what the fuck do you want and um filthy's elden ring stings uh filthy's just finished 
Elden Ring. And what I would like uh, them to do is to reverse it. I want Filthy to host the show while Punk plays through. That's what I want to happen. I haven't said that they should do that, but they should fucking do that. Punk, you need to start playing at your copy of Elden Ring now, and Filthy needs to be uh, interviewing you about it. That would be good. Uh, Josh Wilson, super familiar with the Wilsons. Uh, Lovely, lovely people. I am so far behind on podcasts after this holiday. So I've got some catching up to do. Two weeks worth of Wilsons. Uh, Gadget, Stig, and Biggie from Modern Escapism. Uh, Next month is going to be Biggie on talking about Ice Pirates when we can fucking nail him down. Uh, Not in a sexual way. Maybe in a sexual (laughs) way. He's a hunger burning love. Uh, But yeah, I... Hunger, hunger. He is indeed. He is indeed. They're all great. Uh, Get all over their spooky season, by the way. Uh, Because although I don't like us doing spooky stuff... uh, I like when other people do. Uh, Ian and Maria from Cult Connections podcast still talking about Andor. Uh, and um, your man Trevor from EastEnders is in it. We quite like him. Oh, God. Trevor from oh, EastEnders is in Andor. Without his knob out, oh. disappointingly. Uh, Ian, of course, we know is a, is a lovely lad. And Maria is just a wonderful human being as well. So we like when um, we like yeah. when those two get together and talk about blue, blue milk. Um Ian, Gav, thank you so much, my Scottish brothers, for uh, also uh, tell us, give us something to fucking plug. Give us, create something. No, give it. Gav, you, you did that kilt walk; it was great, and hopefully we got you a bit of extra money. But yeah, Ian, you, you're just a wonderful human being. Give us something to plug. Uh, very much so. Uh, that's it, patrons. If you want to get involved in that and 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 voting and and all this extra content that we've got, it's going to cost you a quid a month. Uh, just do so. If you're overseas, it'll tell you what it's going to cost you, but it's probably like two bucks, uh, like a, a euro and a half or something. It's fucking, it's nothing yeah. pennies. Uh, please do because we're going to put that money towards a good use of some sort. I, it's who knows what we're going to do with it. Uh, John, any last words as you take a drink from your massive can of Stella Artois? Oh, I'd just like to wish our patrons the best because they make my life so much easier watching these lovely, lovely films. I'm sure that deep inside you think to yourself, let's just ruin John's day. We'll just do it every <laughs> bloody week. See, any time you give these people votes, every time. <laughs> okay. But And our listening guests. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. <laughs> thanks thanks <laughs> for listening and not giving us money. Give us money so we, you can upset John too. Uh, it would be great. Uh, pay, pay his money that way. You can take the piss out of me then. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or be married to me and then you just get your own fucking choice of episodes anyway. Uh, but which we've got on standard deaf DVD behind us, I think. So I'll be watching that tonight. Uh, right. Lovely. Thank you very much, listeners. Uh, you, uh, you know, we love you really some of the time uh but we'll be back <laughs> next week with i want to say episode 93 or something fucking hell uh we're so we're so tight so close to fucking the crowing in i can taste it uh, i know but i don't even need to watch it it's in my head it's burning my brain <laughs> make you fart big time uh, we'll be back <laughs> next week with that uh but for now uh, he's been john i've been plenty and this has been 81 things inexplicably we learned from scooby a doobie don't see ya See you guys.